My bed is a spaceship. The Pirates of the Milky Way. Chapter 13. Which key? The spacemates stood to attention as baby blue milk pinned a medal to each of their lapels. Curtis almost felt like crying as a huge crowd cheered. They strolled triumphantly to their fixed spaceship come bed and waved to the crowds. Merry moan bones, sweating stress strudel, yawning yawner, numbers Norman and Mr. Solemn were amongst the crowd cheering the spacemates as the mighty motion lifted off from the school at the end of the galaxy. Curtis felt sad, but proud all at once. He was going to miss his class. Since he had started, Mrs. Solemn had started laughing. Mary Moanbones was playing football daily. Sweating, stress-strudel skin was so smooth that it shone. Yawning Yorna was excited, and Numbers Norman had given away his calculator. He realised how much he wanted them to do well, that all the hard work he had set them was only because he wanted to help them. Maybe his teacher, Mr Copernicus, was doing the same thing for him and his classmates? The mighty motion zoomed through space as Mr Hippo and First Officer Zip pressed buttons and pulled levers. They sped past countless planets. Curtis stared at the beautiful stars and realised something. That being a child was as important as being an adult. He wondered why everyone was not like a child, but concluded that nothing would ever get done. There would be no food, no houses, no parties, and no one to make engines to put into beds and turn them into spaceships. Grandpa, Curtis asked as the mighty motion sped through space, how do you know when to be an adult and when to be a kid? Pickling good question, he replied. We don't always get it right. But if things are not getting done, then I suppose us adults must act like adults. And if we find that we are too serious, stressed and boring, then we need to be more like children. When do you learn to know when to behave like an adult? It just happens when it's meant to, he said. I think maybe, well possibly, we'll be passing by the black hole, the scroll of the galaxies interrupted. Curtis took a telescope from the end of the bed and peered through it. He could see the dark outline of the cone-like edges. There, on the tip of the cone, were the pirates and the saber-toothed bunnies. He could see the horrible Harry Higgins trying a key in the lock, where a huge pirate ship was stored. His pirate ship, which would allow him to rule the Milky Way. I wonder if it will work, he asked. I particularly doubt it, replied Grandpa Tub and removed the black box from his pocket. He opened it to reveal a tiny, glistening diamond key in the centre. That is indeed, indeed incredible, said First Officer Zip. Universalient, said Curtis. Universalient, Li and La repeated in unison. Yummy key, said Mr Hippo. I have a pickling admission, Curtis, said Grandpa Tub. I picked your key up by mistake. It was meant to give it back to you, but I forgot. Then, when I found it in my pocket, I threw that one into the quark box. I hope you'll pickling forgive me. 
Of course, Grandpa, said Curtis. I suppose we better change the locks when we get back, Grandpa Tubbs said. The mighty motion's engines then began to pour smoke and stutter. Grandpa Tub hit them with a hammer and the engines worked again. And Pickling fixed the bed again, his grandpa laughed to himself as planet Earth came into view. A week later, Curtis was sitting at his desk at school with his hand in the air. Despite Mr. Copernicus not picking him to read his essay, he remained attentive. He wondered how difficult it must be for his teacher when there were so many children in the class. It was about four times the number of pupils which he had had to teach. Lee and La were also listening intently to their classmates. To his surprise, Curtis was chosen next. He cleared his throat and read the title, Things I Have Learned. I have learned not to judge people too quickly. People that you think are stupid or smelly may be the reverse. That it's easy to call people names, but until you really know them, then it's pretty unfair. There is one in this class that, because of her nickname, I have never spoken to before. When I did, I realized what a beautiful, sweet-smelling and clever girl she is. There were sniggers from the boys at the back of the class. Curtis steeled himself. What is so funny, Rupert? He asked his classmate as if he was still a teacher. Rupert did not answer, but looked away. Curtis continued confidently. I read that in another school, each pupil wrote a nice statement about each of the other pupils in the class. I did that myself this weekend and have an envelope for each of you. He then looked at the teacher who nodded his agreement. He handed them out. When it came to Naomi, he gave the largest smile. Naomi opened it and read it as did her classmates. Naomi rubbed her eyes and then smiled. Not only was there a compliment, but an invitation to come to his house with Lee and La in order to bake the goofiest and tastiest chocolate cakes that they could manage. What Curtis did not know was that he would probably have to postpone that invitation. For as Grandpa Tub finished fixing the Mighty Motion spaceship, a message flashed on the headboard. Help! The pirates of the Milky Way are coming back. Help! The pirates of the Milky Way are coming back. Help! The pirates of the Milky Way are coming back.